0: Greetings, horror fans, and welcome to episode 207 of Frightmares. I'm your host, Austin Proctor, and joining me today via the internet for the third week in a row because he's just my hero is uh, Mikey Manshot from the Slashers Podcast. Hi. <laughs> um, it is the it, it's the end of Pride Month. Uh, we're starting a new month in July called Savage Summer. Uh, because there's nothing that I could find in the way of themes, So for the rest of the year, I've chosen themes myself and we've got a lot of fun ones coming up. I'm very excited. We're kicking it off with Friday the 13th part three. One of my favorite, actually not one of my favorite, my favorite Friday the 13th movie. I believe it is your favorite Friday the 13th movie. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. Okay. That was, that, that sounded kind of, uh, unsure.
1: No, it is. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying I just my voice cracked because, you know, I'm so young and going through changes. (laughs) You are young, Mikey. We're all young. Well, I'm getting up there, but, you know, whatever.
0: It's fine. (sighs) This kid is just going to make my life fly by even faster than it's already flown by. So that's exciting. And um, she's still not here yet. It's kind of annoying. Uh, I have a really bad feeling that she's gonna be born on 4th of July and me and Gabby have stated so many times that we don't want that to happen, but I know it's just gonna happen. She's gonna go into labor on the 3rd, then we're gonna have her on the 4th and that's gonna be just annoying for birthdays going forward because we're gonna be like, oh, you wanna come over for the birthday party on July 4th? And they're gonna be like, no, we're
1: celebrating America. And I'm gonna be like, Um... fuck. So you don't have to have the birthday party on the actual birthday. You know, we're a never times, yeah, we're never going to, to be able to, <laughs> well, a lot of the times birthdays are on the weekdays. So you yeah. have to do it either the weekend before or the weekend after. That's true. I mean, at least every year she'll get uh, fireworks for her birthday.
0: So that's pretty just, cool.
1: Just tell Gabby to hold it the whole day of 4th of July. I
0: did. She, <laughs> she's like, I want her out of me, but I will hold her in as long as I can. I was like, just, <laughs> even till like 1201 on the 5th. I don't care. Uh, so we're just waiting for little CJ to arrive at any moment now. Um no idea what spawned that tangent, but that's what happens here. Um so yeah, we're gonna do Friday the thirteenth, part three. Very excited. Corey could not make it. Uh this week he got a new job and he's training and all that fun stuff. So he is a little, you know, preoccupied right now, which I totally understand. Um I'm sure he'll be on another episode this month when we do when we continue our Oh my god, my our savage. Savage Slasher Summer or whatever the fuck it is. So um, let's just kick it off here. I've got some horror news. Uh, It's kind of lacking this week, though. So uh, first up, we have... Um, I don't know if you know this man by name, but The Last Voyage of the Demeter is getting a Bear McCreary soundtrack. Um, The long-awaited Dracula movie is getting a helping hand from one of the most celebrated composers, Bear McCreary, the man behind the music of The Boy, 10 Cloverfield Lane, Happy Death Day, and Happy Death Day to You, Hellfest, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, uh, Child's Play 2019, Freaky, and The Walking Dead has announced that he is providing the score for The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Which, the trailer's out now. Have you seen
1: the trailer, Mikey? Uh, Yes, the trailer's been out for quite some time, Austin. I'm just I asking. Seen the trailer. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I'm just saying this, this news this is upsetting me. Um, I just, based off his resume, I don't understand what the excitement is for this gentleman those are Burton. all
0: these, these are all great scores
1: of the last house on the Demeter because it's <laughs> Demeter. those movies are okay, but I don't <gasps> remember like, Oh, that score was brilliant. It's not like, Oh, it's being scored by the guy who did it follows mm. or uh, Cody Carpenter. God, if, if
0: only I wish who Carpenter, Jody, did you Cody say Carpenter? Oh, oh, his, yeah. John Carpenter's son. Well, I mean, um, I don't know. I like his he's has like 130 something credits so he's obviously good and I've seen all of those movies but you're right I can't really remember the score <laughs>
1: I'm not saying <laughs> he's not good I'm just saying like you know how when you go by a printer paper there's like 50 options and you're like it's all the same just give me the cheapest one that's how I feel about those movie scores I don't okay. know that's fair and um
0: yeah the walking dead have you seen how many fucking sp- off shows they have now, They're ha- they have like three now, Daryl's getting his own one, just let the franchise die. Oh my God. I can't believe people still watch that shit. Sorry if you watch it. It's just, I can't with that show anymore. Too many fucking walking deads. Um, so if you don't know about the Voyage of the Last Demeter or Demeter of the Last House on the Left, whatever it is, um, <laughs> the synopsis is, strange events befall the doomed crew as they attempt to survive the ocean voyage, stalked each night by a merciless presence on board the ship. When the Demeter finally arrives off the shores of England, it is a charred, derelict, wrecked Wreck. <laughs> There's no trace of the crew. Uh, Javier Bo- Botet or Botet is uh, in this movie. I'm pretty sure he's gonna play the uh, vampire creature, which looks fucking awesome. It's got wings and shit. I'm very excited for this one. It's been very, I've been very hyped since I heard about it. Uh, I wonder
1: like, if that summary just ruined the whole movie. What do you mean? Well, the whole movie is supposed to be about what happens on the trip from one place to the other. And you were like, well, it shows up burned and there's no one on it. So That's what the fucking synopsis reads. Spoiler alert, everybody. Everyone dies. Dracula wins. (laughs) The end. You don't (laughs) even have to watch it. The score is going to be forgettable. (laughs) Oh, no. It's, you know, they're probably going to throw in a secret gay couple just to make it, you know, LGBT friendly. (laughs) Wow.
0: Tell me how you really feel today. Someone, 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 ups, are you, you're feisty today. What's going on? Feistier than normal.
1: Someone- I normal too much testosterone in my body. <laughs> that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: um, I'm still excited for this. I really hope that doesn't, that's not how it ends because that would kind of be a slap in the face.
1: To... Oh, we will revisit this after we watch the movie <laughs> live on air. Okay, it comes out in August,
0: I believe. So we're only uh, we're a, we're a few months away uh, now. Next up here, Smile is getting a 4K Steelbook this fall, and it looks amazing. Uh, it's available for pre-order right now as we speak. Uh, Thirty-one dollars, releasing on September twelfth. Uh, but Amazon is so awesome that if you pre-order it now, if it ever drops in price, and you get the lowest price, so that's pretty cool. So just fucking do it now um it's not clear if it's going to be available at retailers because it's going through paramount but it's not listed as an amazon exclusive an amazon exclusive so who fucking knows but it's very creepy it is the poster that we've all seen except it's inverted the lady is upside down and it's like uh i wish i could show you can i drop this into the fucking chat
1: is that possible i don't know i'm gonna be the one that sees it though not fine well it's live studio audience
0: I know. One of these days I'm going to start recording and making TikToks. I say that, but um, but it's, yeah, it's the lady upside down smiling and she's got like a black silhouette and she's kind of outlined in red. It's very creepy. I've already pre-ordered it because I love that movie, even though I'm pretty sure I have the 4K. Yeah, 4K is behind me. Whatever. It's fine. I double <laughs> dip on movies all the time, so just a waste of money but i don't that's what the problem that's the problem with being a collector i see shit i'm like i don't care if i have 3 copies of it i'm buying this too so
1: it's okay i do that also you know how every halloween walmart always like has the same horror movies but with different covers yeah <laughs> i was like i guess I'll buy that one too i'll get that
0: one yeah cuz the, the nothing is different underneath it's just the different slipcover yeah. Um, they have that going on right now, but of course, you know, I, I kept trying dude. I have gone to three different Walmarts by the way, looking for this fucking Steelbook that I was going to buy you and it's nowhere to be found. So I'm just going to have to order it from walmart.com fucking skin of All they have is the DVD at mm. Walmart and I, I, you deserve better than a DVD quality. Thank uh, you. so I'm trying to find this goddamn Blu-ray fucking I'm laser l- disc at least, uh, please. Anything, not DVD. I can't believe they still make DVDs, honestly. I mean, there's a whole fucking, like, sh- rack of DVDs at my Walmart, I'm like, who the fuck is buying these? Like, does everyone not have a Blu-ray player
1: at this point in time? When are we phasing DVDs out? Well, I was always told that Blu-rays probably would go out before DVDs. Really? Wow. Yeah. I don't know why. They When I was in college and I took a film class, they mentioned that. Huh. But... They also said Red Ray was going to come out, and it never did. So obviously my teacher may have been lost.
0: <laughs> well, Blu-ray had, didn't fail as hard as HD fucking DVD did. Oh, man. That, those or things, ultraviolet. Yeah, those things flopped. Uh, so if you want to go order it now, I'd say do it. You know, I don't know how long it's going to be there. Sometimes they go out of stock pretty quickly. Uh, I happened to see it in one of the groups that I was in and immediately, immediately went and pre-ordered it, along with all those Killer Clown Funko Pops that just recently dropped because I have no self-control uh, when it comes to Killer Clown shit. Or, <laughs> I bought. so they have the little, uh, the guy in the little, uh, killer clown, like in the popcorn, like popping out of the bag of popcorn. I ordered two cause I'm going to put it, I'm going to put uh one on the, each side of my, uh, giant Funko pop that spirit just released. And then I want one for my shelf. So I got three and then my wife wanted one. So I bought four because no oh. self-control. Yeah, it's fine. They're like $8 a piece, whatever. It's um, fine. It's fine. So moving on here. Uh, If you are a Godzilla fan, boy, do I have some news that's going to fucking rock your world. A free Godzilla channel is coming to Pluto TV, uh, which is outstanding news for kaiju fans. Um, They're launching a channel dedicated solely to Godzilla in July. So this month Um, it is going to be free, but it's going to be ad supported. So you have to watch ads. But I mean, that's still pretty awesome. Uh, I believe they'll be showcasing 30 of the Godzilla movies that will stream 24 7 for everyone to enjoy, which is amazing. Uh, so check that out on Pluto TV sometime in July. Don't There's know. There's 30 Godzilla movies? There's more than 30. There's probably I think there's close to forty, but yeah, most of the ones that I'm not going to list all them out because they you can find this on Fangoria. Just go to Fangoria on Facebook and search for their little articles. But yeah, they're bringing thirty that are just going to
1: constantly stream. And I'm, I'm I was hoping it was just the '98 one on repeat, twenty four seven.
0: The Matthew Broderick one. <laughs> yeah, I like
1: that one. So.
0: I, dude, I do too. I mean, it's not great, but the fucking CG. I don't know how it's held up from 1998 until now, but it's... and it's sad because he died. Or she dies. Yeah, because she has all the bait, all the, <laughs> the fucking And then babies. they have little Velociraptor babies. <laughs> it's fucking horrifying. Stuff of nightmares. I don't know. I think, I think I gave it like three, three and a half. I enjoy it. Um. So, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the King of Monsters will be, re- or sorry, the King of Monsters will be returning to the big screen next year in a follow-up to Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, Plot details remain elusive, but the film will be titled Godzilla X Kong, The New Empire. So... <laughs> I thought it was ex-con. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he's getting he in jail. the law.
1: The law won. He
0: got Yeah, he got arrested, and now he's going to be the ex-con <laughs> trying to live his normal life at a halfway house. Godzilla
1: con air.
0: <laughs> as long as Nick Cage is there, I'm, I'm for it. So, But yeah, uh, free Godzilla channel. I'll probably check that out at some point. I am a uh, Godzilla fan. They're just Some of them are kind of hard to find, so <laughs> now you can get them for free on Pluto TV. That rhymed. And last but not least, a uh, movie that we're getting a sequel to, which really we don't need, I have no idea why this is happening, but the Bird Box, Barcelona, is happening. It's a thing. Um, it's releasing on July 14th. Netflix has released a trailer for it. You can go check that out now on YouTube. Um, the, and it says the long-awaited sequel. I don't think anyone was waiting for a sequel on that one. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, but like...
1: Is it still Sondra?
0: No, it's fucking, It's it's a foreign one. It's taking place in Barcelona. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Spain, Spain, Spanish. I don't know
1: yeah that is where barcelona is but yeah I, okay, I, I don't know i i probably won't be watching it sorry to netflix um <laughs> the uh, first one was fine yeah like it was, it was but fine. also it had star power so
0: exactly it had sandra bullock who doesn't really do horror movies so Unfortunately. yeah i don't know it's going to netflix so it'll be free i'll probably Probably check it out, but I'm not going to be sitting at my TV July 14th at midnight like, i got to watch it. So, I don't know. Uh, The plot is as follows. After a mysterious force decimates the world's population by causing all who see it to take their lives, Sebastian and his young daughter Anna must navigate their own journey of survival through the desolate streets of Barcelona. But as they form an uneasy alliance with other survivors and make their way toward a safe haven... A threat more sinister uh, than the unseen creature grows. So themselves,
1: cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're the monsters.
1: Yeah, I mean, literally the worst. Like, yeah, I, that's what zombie movies do. That's what everything does. And I'm not here for it. I don't know. It's... We get it. People are shit. But People... let's escape reality and watch actual monsters, please.
0: Yeah, I don't. It's just like it's. I don't understand why we we need this. This doesn't need a sequel. We no. don't. We don't need it. I don't it doesn't. know. Whatever. It does have potential, though, if it is actually. Let me double check that. that it is actually going to be like derived from Spain, because if it's foreign, then it has the possibility to be pretty fucking decent, honestly. Because you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Spanish horror. Let me let me double check this real quick. Stand what
1: there. if Sandra Bullock just shows up with like an American flag bandana and a MAGA hat and just starts shooting oh, all the monsters? God. I would. I would. Four stars immediately. Four stars immediately.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, Sandra's not in it. It's uh, a bunch of actors from Spain, I believe. Let me double check. Let me go down here. Yeah, country of origin Spain. Languages spoken Spanish and English. So I have some hope in it because I'm I love Spanish horror movies uh, from like you know Mexico or from Spain. It doesn't matter. Like they're I love Spanish horror. So and it's also an hour and fifty minutes though. So ugh.
1: no, <sighs> we're not. No, we're not going to watch that one, Austin. But what we are going to watch that does look fun and Cookie bananas is the new Resident Evil Dead Island. I didn't even know about that. Tell me about it. It's an animated feature about oh. Claire and leon and chris and jill and they'll have to go to alcatraz because they find out that raccoon is hiding something on alcatraz and what is it it's a bunch of zombies but there's Ooh. also zombie sharks oh okay i like yeah. that um so, is i rather out? watch that then no it comes out july something something okay. on blu-ray and on demand oh resident evil death island an hour and 27 minutes
0: nice action, adventure, animation, adve- uh, fantasy, horror, thriller. Oh, holy shit. Erotic. All right. Biohazard, Death Island. Okay, I'm down for that. I'll check that out. I just out. want to
1: see the sharks.
0: TBH. TBH. Yeah, I mean, zombie sharks. I'm sure there's been something made that involves zombie sharks. I'm sure. But uh, this won't be
1: terrible CG. It'll be animated. So. Well, I mean, there's zombie, which has a zombie fighting a shark. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. But this is a zombie
0: shark like shark infested waters are already terrible enough the fact that they're zombies now fuck that that gives me even more reason to never go in the ocean if that was a real thing I I think I'll pass
1: i feel like you don't go to the ocean anyways
0: i don't know i hate i hate hate you seem you seem like one of those i go knee deep that's it fuck fuck everything out if it's clear i'll go swimming but if i can't see the fucking bottom of the ocean floor fuck that shit no thank you to be fair knee deep for you is probably like shoulder deep for everybody else (laughs) but it's like belly button deep for most people I know I'm a Floridian that hates the beach. I, go figure. I don't know. Uh, I, this isn't really news, but I did hear it from a, from a from a pretty good source here that Shutter might not be a thing anymore. Um, don't quote me on that, but uh, apparently AMC is like having trouble and uh, they've been firing people at Shutter, so I don't know how long it's going to be around. But uh, scoop all of the physical media from them as you, if you can, or, you know, cause I already bought spiral. I bought Satan slaves. I bought anything for Jackson. I'm buying all the things I can that they put out physically in case it goes under. Cause I don't want to miss out on those fucking shutter ex- originals. Um, you heard
1: it here first. Everyone shutters closing down. No, I didn't um, say that. It might be, I don't know. There's well, rumors that it's in trouble. Ask our new director friend, Kurt. <laughs> ask Curtis.
0: I should. Not um, that he works there. He just, <laughs> he works. Yeah. He works with them. So, yeah. um, Yeah, I dropped both of those episodes today because we're at so fun fact for everyone listening. We are going to be releasing on Mondays now just to copy slashers. Uh, No, Uh, because that's what we used to do when we first started way back in 2019. And then I moved to Fridays for reasons I don't even know. But I'm hoping releasing on Monday might, you know, give people a chance to listen to it through the week. Because if you drop it on Friday and then it goes straight into a weekend, no one's fucking listening to podcasts on the weekend. I mean, I don't. So I assume most people don't. So we're going to try releasing them on Monday. So I just released two episodes today, which is Friday. And then you're going to be getting another episode, this one in like two fucking days. So it's going to be three episodes back to back to back to back.
1: Oh, this one?
0: This one's releasing on Monday.
1: Oh, Starting. well then I can say, because I was like, I'm going to say it, but I don't know when this is coming out. It yeah. might be old news, but I <laughs> just got invited to the Alma Draft House advanced screening to talk to me on the 11th. and I'm very excited. Oh, the A24 one? Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So I'm missing so many movies this month Because of this
1: damn baby (laughs) She's not here yet, just go
0: Well, we don't, we're trying to limit going out Because I don't want her water to break in public Because that would, you know, I don't know She's like, yeah, that's a good
1: point I'm like, all right, I guess we'll just stay home and wait for this We'll she's... just take Gabby to a restaurant by the hospital so that if it does break, <laughs> she's just right there. She can go walk over to the hospital good, and then just go that. watch the movie. It's an hour and a half, Gabby. I know.
0: Look. I'm so happy that in A24 horror movies, only 90, it's like 90 minutes, which is fucking perfect. I'm so excited for that. It has a 3.7 out of 5 on, on Letterbox, so it's going to be good. All right, I can you
1: already... know why Shutter's probably shutting down? This why? is so strange. What? Their runtime <laughs> that they display for their movies is always wrong. Incorrect. Every time. Yep. i watched inside yesterday the 2007 one and it said 100 minutes and i was like "Ugh, fine but then i press play and it's it says on the timeline an hour and 20 minutes and i was yeah. like i don't know if they know how to do math over there yeah so um yeah that's <laughs> probably that the main too. reason they're failing that, well and they're
0: they're only charging like 5.99 i would gladly pay 10 bucks 12 bucks for that so up the price if you have
1: to. I mean, if it makes it, I mean. Okay, well, let's not go crazy. Not everybody can afford that, Mr. <laughs> Moneybags. But Whoa. honestly, if Screenbox is doing well, I don't see how Shutter could be struggling. But yeah. We'll see. I don't but know. But Shutter probably does put a lot of money into movies, whereas Screenbox probably doesn't put that much because they don't have a lot of exclusive or original content like shutter does they have like two movies i think that they've helped produce i believe i think they have a lot more if you actually go on but they're like really shitty independent yeah you
0: know, spiral things. does put out, or sorry spiral that's one of the ones they put out that was good uh you know shutter does actually put out some good quality um yeah. stuff so like i said don't quote me i don't know if it's 100 percent true it's just rumors that are going around so just that's why i'm quote saying it yeah quote him quote him get all the stuff on physical media that you can before fox
1: news report on this oh god uh no his name is austin proctor <laughs> and he's from frightmares podcast uh,
0: i'm gonna get so many angry tweets oh wait i don't use twitter i don't care uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> mo- moving on let's do the
0: imdb roundup here have we seen this fuck yeah we have i don't even know how many times i've seen this so many times um So that's Friday the 13th, part three. This was released in 1982 on August 13th of that year. Rated R for mild sex and nudity, severe violence and gore, moderate profanity, moderate alcohol, drugs, and smoking, and severe, frightening, and intense scenes. We've got stabbing, chopping, electrocution, impalement, head crushing, eye gouging, and an eye popping out, weapons of choice, meat cleaver, knitting needles, pitchfork, spear gun, machete, axe, burning fireplace poker, and Jason's hands. So he uses, I think think he uses the most weapons in this, like the most like different weapons in this movie. I swear. Like he uses so many things in this movie. It's re- really the reason why I love this one. We have a total of 14 deaths. If my math is correct, seven men, five women and Deborah's baby. Cause she's pregnant. She mentions that in the very beginning. And she's like, that's what you get for being pregnant. So that's fucked up. And one rabbit, uh, runtime of an hour and 35 minutes listed as a horror thriller, Directed by Steve Miner, who also directed Friday the 13th Part 2, House, the one that you don't like, <laughs> Halloween H2O, and Lake Placid. So Okay,
1: well, that makes up for
0: it. Yeah, that makes up for it. Uh, written by Martin Katroser, who also wrote Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, and Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toymaker. Um, also by Carol Watson, who wrote Meatballs 2 with Martin Katroser. I believe that, I don't know, they might be married, I don't know. Uh, Produced by four people, three of which produced Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Composed by Harry Manfredini, who has 209 composer credits. Man, be working. He also did Friday the 13th, 1 through 7, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, House 1 through 3, and Wishmaster. Those are just a few of his credentials. Cinematography by Gerard Feel, who did eight movies. That's it. And he also did a movie called He Knows You're Alone. Pretty good movie from the 70s. Um, edited by I Ger- apologize Mr. feel it's Gerald not Gerard feel Gerald Oh it is Ger- it is Gerald Gerald sorry edited by George Hively who did nothing I recognize. Let me tell you who this movie stars because oh boy they did so much after this movie. It was actually everyone's that I'm about to mention most known for was this movie. We've got Dana Kimmel as Chris who was in 51 episodes of a show called Texas as Don Marshall. Don't know what that, that was is a soap opera. Probably um, Tracy Savage is Debbie who didn't act for 20 years after this movie and then di- didn't do anything besides like one episode of TV here and there. So nothing notable. Jeffrey Rogers is Andy who has seven acting credits and was also in the Karate Kid part two as GI number four crushing huh. crushing it. Then we've got Larry Zerner as Shelley. This was his first acting credit and then he was also in something called all the creatures were stirring directed by Rebecca McHentry. Shout out to her. Uh, the stockings were hung segment as the janitor. And then Catherine parks as Vera who didn't do much else besides some TV episodes. So killed <laughs> it, nailed it. Estimated budget of $2.3 million, bringing in 300, three, not that much, 36.7 million around the globe. Um, filmed in New Jersey and California. You can watch this on Amazon with Showtime, or you can just, you know, buy the fucking Blu-ray box set from, um, Screen Factory, which I have uh, here. Wow! Oh, you can't. So there it is. Yeah. I still my my goal in life is to actually fucking watch this in 3D. But they don't. They keep putting out 3D like Blu-rays, but they don't fucking make the TVs anymore. So I don't know how I'm ever supposed to see this in 3D. Makes so me I have one. You do? Yeah. Really? I should have watched
1: <laughs> on that.
0: You have you you did you have a 3D TV and you didn't watch it in 3D?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. You should have reminded me yesterday.
0: I didn't now know you I had one. I missed
1: out on a whole opportunity. And honestly. I just had to watch it again. Oh, no.
0: Now I have to come over and watch this in 3D. That is my goal in life. Fucking... Watch party. Yes. Um, so, yeah, movies that came out around the same time. <laughs> Not much of anything, really. Uh, the, the Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Um, an Officer and a Gentleman. Pink True. Floyd, The Wall. Um, fast Times at Ridgemont High.
1: Hey. the Beastmaster
0: and class of, of 1984 so really not mm-hmm. that much honestly so um did you have any specific horror mementos sir i did
1: you know Ooh. what was really frightening to little old me what was frightening um you gave me when a fright. chris who is the main our main girl um at the end when she wakes up on the boat which by the way funny side note so She's the reason why Jason has that little cut in the top of his mask after yeah. number three, because she hits him with the machete, I believe, on on the face. And um she's like, Okay, he's dead. I'm gonna go sleep on the river or whatever or lake. Yeah. And so I was watching this in the morning um while I was getting ready and Olivia was sitting on the couch watching it. And um Olivia's my almost seven-year-old daughter, everybody, don't judge me. And so <laughs> She only has experience with watching the video game. me play the video Mm. game. So she's never actually seen a Friday the 13th movie. She just knows about Jason from the video game. And so um, Chris is on the boat and uh, sleeping on the little canoe. And Olivia looks at me and she goes, "Uh, Dad, she messed up because she thinks he's dead. But he never dies when you hit him. And I was like, yeah, that's correct. And so the horror moment, I just thought it was cute. The horror moment was when she wakes up and she looks and he's in the window unmasked. Yeah. And he's like he's trying like, to get out of the house. That's creepy. Um, <laughs> that's and honestly, creepy. like, I think people kind of like roll their eyes whenever I say that this was my favorite one. But in all honesty, like this one actually has creepy moments. And also it stands out because I feel like it's, so we get Jason in his hockey mask for the first time, but also... I feel like this is the last movie where he's a human because every like the later ones. He's like an unstoppable deadite, but he's very human in this. I'd
0: say, uh, I mean, after once six happens, he's technically zombie Jason from then on. But yeah, I mean, even in. Well, yeah, I'd say I'd say maybe part four, because then he really he actually dies in part four. And then, of course, you know, part five is like not involving Jason. So yeah, he definitely feels extremely extremely human in this one. I can agree he with that. He feels
1: kind of like you can kind of stop him. He doesn't have that invincibility feeling yet. Right. Um, and he's even kind of like lankier than usual. He's not yeah. like a brooding force. Because even though he turns into a zombie on the, in the sixth one, um, that's more of like his look, not so much like his demeanor. Cause I think if I remember correctly, even in part four, he kind of has like superhuman strength Yeah, and like, we don't really get a lot of that here. So to me, this one is still more grounded in reality. Yeah. Um, Which I think is cool. I like the other ones. Friday the 13th is my favorite horror franchise. It used to be Halloween before they started fucking it up by adding more, which (laughs) don't get me wrong. um, And also don't at me, but I liked Halloween Kills, but I hated 2018. And the second one was cheesy as fuck, but I love the kills. Anyways, we're not talking about Halloween. Wait, you you like Halloween Kills? Sorry, I like Halloween Ends. Okay, I I was like, wait a second. Hold on, hold on. No, Halloween Kills. Uh, has a really good score. Take note, uh, whoever that was for the demeanor. <laughs> Bear McCleary. Um, yeah, Blair McCleary or whatever. <laughs> um, so Halloween Kills has a very good score. And also the kills are like, yeah, I say top notch in the horror industry? Everything else with the writing is just, it, it doesn't give me the tingles in the cooter, you know? <laughs> we can thank um, Scott Teams so, for that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Friday the 13th, Stepped up to be my favorite franchise because you know what you're getting into, but each one does give a little something different. So this one gives us a little something different in that Jason is kind of human, kind of normal in size, uh, and we see his face. Um, So, yeah. I do believe because the second one
0: is obviously sackhead Jason. Yeah, I don't think you see his face. I can't remember. I, I should know this. I've watched this series so much, but yeah, this is uh, definitely his face. And this one is upsetting as as fuck. In this one, yeah,
1: and also can I say that? And I know people aren't going to agree with me, but I also like this one because I actually like the final girl in this one. I like all the characters in this one. Yeah, um, I don't like Jenny. I don't like you don't you didn't le- like Jenny. Oh, I love Amy no. Steele. She's fucking. Awesome. I don't like lesbian haircut from the first one. I forgot her name. Um. <laughs> But I love this one, and I like the other characters too. So also, I think this one. And go ahead and hate me. Also, get the tomatoes ready. I feel like this one is one of the last ones that actually focuses on character development. Yeah, because they, because really, in number four, they just have they have uh, the star appeal. You know, with what's his face
0: guy that always wears the bandana, Corey Feldman. Um, so yeah, this one I don't know. That's my favorite as well. I, I think the kills. They have a lot of fun with the kills even though some of them are, you know, like with the head crushing, it's obviously very, very obviously fake. But I think that kind of adds to the charm to me because you're like, wow, that's so fake. But the eye pops out and you're like, that's so cool. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. This one just does it for me. And plus the fucking score is so good in this one. That opening score by Harry Manfredini is fucking amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just all around top notch. Um, what was my specific horror moment? Oh, yeah. When uh, I believe it's... Vera? Yeah, when she's sitting on the dock and we don't know who it is, but someone like reaches up out of the water and grabs her foot and then it just turns out to be Shelly pulling a fucking prank. But that like oh, got sorry. yeah. The first time I saw that I was like I was like, oh shit, is that like is that Jason? I thought he what I thought he didn't like water. And then it's Shelly just being a jackass. So that was my favorite horror moment. Uh favorite kill, I have two. Um
1: did you have a favorite kill? Oh, there's a lot of there's so many good ones in this, it's hard to pick. I do have a favorite kill, and you can't have two favorite kills, Austin. Awesome. That <sighs> Is not the point of a favorite kill. Um, <laughs> they tied my, for first place. I almost had a tie, but I was like, you know, a favorite means one. So let me play by the rules. But this is your podcast; do whatever you want. Um, my favorite kill is the guy who, for some reason, is walking upside down. In his oh, hands. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that that whole scene setup is great because. I'm not super crazy about the kills in this movie. Like he does kill them in like cool 3d kind of ways, but they happen a little too fast for me. Like um, the ones that I, that I do enjoy um, are the ones that have like a buildup, like Vera's death scene and the, oh, guy, yeah. the guy and um, the girl who just got done having sex. Uh, there's tension. There's buildup because you know, Jason's around, but you don't know exactly where he is. He's lurking. Um, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of like either the kills that happen off screen or the kills that happen like real quick. Yeah, um, like he's behind him and then he like crushes his head. I'm like, mm, that's okay. But <laughs> the suspension, the tension was there for some of them. But I will say that the upside down, splitting in half, you know, yep. walked so that terrifier could run with the chainsaw scene or whatever the handsaw Backsaw. scene. Uh,
0: that was my favorite one as well. Machete straight to the dick, uh, and then you have that like really cool shot. Uh, underneath him when he's doing the handstand and how his body just like folds and all the blood comes out great yeah i
1: love the way yeah. the body folds like great fucking there's killer. some cheesy effects in here but that was not cheesy
0: yeah that one was solid yeah. um you said your favorite character was final girl was chris mm, no oh who's your favorite character then
1: I, I i like i said i liked her the final girl um, oh my okay favorite, my favorite character was vera because you typically have in these movies the stereotypical like oh there's the hot jock there's the pretty innocent girl there's the slutty one there's the bitchy one there's the druggies and you do have a little bit of that in here but they're not one note because even vera who you would think would be kind of like the bitchy like "Eh," friend because she is really pretty they set her up on a date with shelly shelly is not in her league. I will say it for her, but that's it. She's the kind of person that's not going to say it, and yeah. <laughs> she even is like she's nice to him. She hangs out with him, like. And then I loved her interaction with the um, the gang in the beginning. Yeah, like I I don't really know how to explain it, but just seeing the the um, like the face acting from her from being like frustrated, like she wants to punch these people, but she knows that there's a lot of them, and you know yeah, the to, bikers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like. Just the emotional like roller coaster that she goes on with Shelly, because you know she doesn't actually like, like him romantically, but she doesn't want him to feel bad. Right. And so I really didn't want her to die, but this is the Fight of the 13th movie. We all know she's gonna <laughs> die. Um, and she had a really cool death. Um, but I felt like she was a very fleshed-out character and very likable. And I kind of miss characters like that because we just have not just in Friday the Thirteenth, but movies in general, especially slashers, you're usually just a pretty body to get killed.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they actually. Yeah, you're right. They do focus on the characters a, a, a lot in this one, and uh, I don't. <laughs> I liked the stoners the best for obvious reasons. Uh, they were just funny and stupid, so I like them. But yeah, Vera. It's weird because Chrissy really is like the main focal point, and she does go into like that story about how she got assaulted in the woods by this disfigured man. But I really think Vera does kind of seal the show a little bit because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I can agree with that. Uh, he's, did you have at least uh, my least favorite character is Shelly. He's just a fucking bummer. I'm s- like,
1: I don't know. He's just so sad and depressed. It made me sad, but I do have a least favorite character and it's not Shelly. It? And can we just say, what's the guy, what's the, the Shelly equivalent in Texas chainsaw massacre?
0: Oh, the dude in the, in the, in the wheelchair.
1: Yeah. What's yeah. his name? Oh, was I don't it? know. I thought it was like something like Shelly, but <clears throat> They did a really good job of making Shelley ugh, not, like, annoying, but... Hang on, I'm looking up with the other guy's name. Is oh, right his right. name's Franklin. Franklin, yeah. okay. I guess that's not the same as Shelley, but still. Um, <laughs> they did a really good job, because, like, with Franklin, he's he's very similar in that he's, like, you know, just... He's a buzzkill. Um, and they even kind of look similar, like, with the curly hair. You know, they're both a little chunky. And, yeah. But, like, with Franklin... <laughs> Maybe I'm just a dick. I don't feel sorry <laughs> for him because I hate him. I'm like, shut up. For, right. And like, Yeah. But with Shelly, Shelly does have moments where you're like, oh, that does kind of suck because um, I know we're going to get into our favorite lines. And this was a runner up, but I'll, um, I have a different one for the actual favorite line. But when Shelly, I forgot what exactly happens, but someone's like, Shelly, you don't have to act like that because he's always doing pranks and everything he's like yeah i do because i i want people to like me or something like that and i was like dang homie and that was another thing it's like another layered character just like vera we have shelly who's the jokester but also like he kind of is putting himself in like the funny fat friend role um and towards the end you're like okay stop joking around right in the be in the beginning he doesn't do enough to to dislike him. He he can just be annoying. He's like a brother. Yeah. Um, so I I did uh not hate Shelly. The one that I was like, get this mother. Out of this movie is uh Chris's boyfriend. Oh, Rick. So toxic.
0: God. Okay, actually, you know what? No, I'm changing mind to him. You're right. Because he was just he was all he was doing was trying to like get in her pants and she's
1: like, Can we just talk, please? I know. <laughs> and then he like gives her like, okay, so it's like gives I understand like, you can joke around and give someone like shit one time for not wanting to have sex with you if you're in a relationship. Don't do it to strangers or people you don't know. Um, so like. One time I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Oh, you don't want to, I'm going to go handle it myself. Okay, fine. But he keeps dogging on her. Yeah. And I'm like, you have no idea why she doesn't want to have sex with you? Like, just move on. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and yeah, he's kind of cute and he's shirtless. He's got a good 80s bottle. Let me tell you. He's, he's shirtless, you know, doing the thing with the hay. And I'm just like. A poor southern texas girl here watching vapors with i shuck my corns (laughs) watching um but just very toxic and even like i again i mean it sounds kind of bad to say but like it what he wasn't unwatchable but he was frustrating to watch and be like this would not fly these days no Um,
0: no definitely not
1: so yeah, so that's my least favorite character.
0: Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with you on that one. Because yeah, now that you explained Shelly a little bit for me, that kind of makes sense. He's like, he tries to be something that is not. And it's funny because that actually kind of goes into my favorite line, which was from him. And he was like, would you be yourself if you look like me? And I'm like, I laughed, but I'm like, oh, Shelly, that's so sad. Yeah,
1: Like, so like, <laughs> let's keep in mind the later Friday the 13th movies that don't have this character depth. Yeah. like that's why i think this one stands out to me
0: yeah and it's
1: also so simple like sometimes when we get into like Corey feldman like he's the neighbor boy but they're the campers are across the street and then there's sisters involved and then we get into like the girl who's basically carrie white against jason like that's all too oh, busy too busy yeah like just give me kids in the woods against jason
0: yeah that's all that's all i want that's all that's all i ask for uh, so, what was your
1: favorite line, real quick, before we go on to the to the review here? I don't remember what happens before it, but it was the stoner couple when the the guy's like, "How come you don't scream like that when you have sex uh. with me?" She's like, "Give me
0: something to scream about." I was like, "Yes, Queen." And then the and then the electricity gets cut out, and she screams, and he's like, "What was yeah. that for?" And she's like, "I was just practicing." <laughs> it's like, nice. Yeah. yeah, that was a good interaction. Uh, So let's see here. IMDb summary. Jason Voorhees, having barely survived a wound to his shoulder from his own machete, is back to revenge on all that visit his woods. His is, quote, quote, a new group of friends come over to party at an area close to the campsite. This time, Jason will be stronger than ever and getting a hockey mask from one of those friends. So let's dump Dump in. Oh, boy. Let's dive (laughs) in. Jeez. Uh, So I think what my favorite part about the first four movies is, is the fact that they recap like the previous films, like final act, which Mm -hmm. is fucking hilarious. So you see Jenny, uh, you know, battling Jason at the end. And then of course it just cuts to the title sequence, which fucking slaps. I love that score. And then we go down to a little convenience store where Harold and his wife, Edna, who just seems like a fucking delight. She seems like she's so much fun yelling at (laughs) Harold. Um, they get goosed real fast. Um,
1: Edna gets in, huh? They don't get, you mean I talking about killed? Yeah. No, that scene takes a while, my friend. What do you mean?
0: Well, I mean, I, it- I know it
1: takes a while for them to get killed, but, I'm, you know, like, they do well, get- Well, you said they get goose real fast. I say that because I was watching it, and I was doing laundry, and I had to go put something away, and I came back thinking they were going to be dead, but they nope. were still alive, and I was like, huh. It does take so. about,
0: like, five or six minutes, and they're just kind of going back and forth. Harold's, like, in his little shop that he has with- a fucking bunny that's eating his carrots or whatever. He pulls them Mm -hmm. out there. He's like, and why is
1: that? Because fight of the 13th part three is all about character development. You may continue. That's true.
0: Even. Yeah. They do really give like, they give you a, a little glimpse into these characters lives that get killed. So it's like, I don't even know why they did that, but they did. And, uh, Harold gets a meat cleaver to the chest. Edna gets knitting needles to the back of the head. And then boom, we cut to Chris Higgins, who is the, like the star of the movie, I guess. And, um, She's she's going back to the woods, even though she was attacked in the woods. And I was like, that doesn't seem like a trigger at all. Just go ahead and have fun with that. We're introduced to Debbie, Debbie's boyfriend, Andy, uh, Shelly Vera, and then Chuck and Chili, who are the stoners, which Chili is a very odd name. But anyways, um, so they're going down to the lake. And I find this hilarious because, first of all, the cop cars are behind them. And then they start eating all the weed because they think the cops are pulling them over. And then they don't pull them over because they're going to the, the little convenience store where Edna and Harold are, have died. So they can clearly see body bags coming out of that store. And they're like, nah, we're fine. We're going to keep going. Like, that would be red flag number one for me. I probably would have turned around after seeing two body bags coming out of the convenience store. But whatever.
1: Mm. Um, then they they're meet just them. they minding ma- their business. I, I guess.
0: But Chrissy's the one driving and she sees it. And I'm like, no, nothing. Okay. Keep going. Whatever. You're going to regret it. And then um, that weird man, that you know, in the middle of the road, just sleeping, who they almost run over, which is hilarious, warns them not to go. Typical Friday the 13th trope, like, don't go out there. And, of course, uh, during this whole little intro here, before they actually get to um, Higgins' Have, which I think that's what it's called, they have all these little cheesy 3D effects. But it's funny, because, like, at the time, those really weren't cheesy. They were just utilizing 3D in the only way they knew how. So it seems cheesy to us now. But really, that was like a newer thing back then. So they were just doing things to like get the 3D effect, and they do that a lot in this movie, which is why I want to see it in 3D. So I'll just have to come to your house. It's fine.
1: That's fine. I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah. I think it's only cheesy because we don't have the 3D turned on.
0: That too. That too. Yeah. Um, and unless you have. A and you know, you're
1: on. like, oh, okay, they did that for the 3D. But I also think it's
0: fun. Yeah, I think it's fun. Uh, so this is when Shelley pulls one of his pranks. The first one. And uh, he like is in the closet and he has an ax through his head and fake blood. But everyone thinks it's real. And then everyone calls him an asshole for doing that. And I would have laughed. I would have thought that's funny. I don't know why they're so, everyone's so uptight in this friend group. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Then Shelly and Vera, they go shopping and then they run into the three-person gang. um, Fox, I think it's Ali and someone else. And uh, they get into a little altercation in there. And then Shelly goes outside, accidentally backs into one of the motorcycles. And then Ali comes out and, like, karate stands and just, like, punches all their windows out. And then what does Shelly do? He doesn't just drive off. He fucking circles back around and then just plows over the the motorcycle. And I'm like, Dude. That was the dumbest thing you could ever do, and of course they follow them back to the camp and get back at them by siphoning their gas. I was like, "What's like you were at a gas station, why do you need to siphon gas? I'm so confused. And they took $20 from them too, from the wallet that Shelly threw over to Vera. So, I don't know what they're doing. Very weird uh, motivations for this biker gang. Very odd. Yeah. Um, and they uh, look around, the little gang looks around the, the barn, and they all get murdered pretty, pretty fucking fast. So that's that's something you didn't like is how quickly because they do like they die almost back to back to back that biker gang.
1: Um, no, one no? of them lives to the end. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> you. Think- <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, the uh, the ethnic uh, individual has survived longer than everybody else, and I was like, oh, never mind. Jk. He was only there to be a. Uh, distraction for Jason while Chris gets away. (laughs) Pretty much.
0: Um, We get, uh, Chrissy's uh, recants the story of the night in the woods and we know, or we can assume it's Jason. I mean, it's a disfigured guy who looks kind of like the Jason that we're seeing on screen, but she doesn't realize that the person that will be stalking them later is the same guy. Um, she's like, I just want to forget about it. But I'm like, you literally put yourself in the woods again. I don't think it happened in those woods, but it happened in the woods. And now you're back in the woods. So that's going to be hard to forget about it, whatever. Um, and then Jason's lurking around spying on the kids who are in the cabin who are juggling. Um, and of course, you know, the cameras above them. So the, what they're juggling, what they're juggling, like fucking fruit or something. I don't even know, but they're juggling. And then, (laughs) um, that one girl's like, hey, I know something you could do with those hands. And he just drops all of the oranges and they go and have sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, so Chuck goes out to smoke a smoke a spliff in the outhouse, which is a weird move. But hey, you know, do you. And uh, Jason like shakes and bangs on the walls. And then he retreats into the barn. But he thinks it's Shelly. He's like, oh, that's just Shelly playing a prank. He doesn't know it's actually Jason. So they're like, hey, let's go give him a taste of his own medicine. And they go in there. Uh, they're gonna pull a prank on him with an axe because that just—I guess that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. And they don't find anybody, but we see Jason behind them as they walk away. And then uh, this is where this is where um, my favorite horror moment happens when Shelly pulls uh, pulls Vera's leg, and uh, again she you know calls him an asshole. He walks away, walks into the barn, gets his throat slit by Jason, and we assume that he's dead. And then Vera somehow still had his wallet from earlier drops it in the lake she goes to get it um (coughs) oh excuse me Um, yeah sorry so after shelly gets his throat slit jason takes the mask now concealing his deformity which is why she doesn't you know chrissy doesn't know who it actually is and now we're going to go into spoilers and go spoil the rest of this movie because it's so much fun so jason takes that spear gun which i don't even know okay riddle me this mikey We Hmm. see Shelly with the tiny little box of stuff that he had. (laughs) I think it was Varish. She's like, what's in there? He's like, my treasures or whatever. Where the fuck is he putting that spear gun? That did like, I don't think that would have fit in there unless it folds all the way down into like something like this big. So I don't know. I
1: don't think the spear gun was his.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he had a wetsuit and a hockey mouth. I don't know where he's getting all this shit from, but he had this tiny little fucking tote box of stuff. So he had a, did Shelly have the spear gun? Yeah, he, uh, he had it when he came out of the water, oh. which I don't know why he even had a spear gun. What were you planning on doing with that? And why yeah. was it loaded, Shelly? What are you doing? So, yeah. Oh, that's I, strange. I don't know what that was about, but Shelley, or um, Jason takes that spear gun and walks out of the barn, sees Vera waiting in the waters, and she's like, oh, it's just Shelly playing another <laughs> prank, which is weird because Shelly was just in a fucking wetsuit and is suddenly dry and changed into a whatever Jason's wearing. So, you know, people in this movie aren't very smart, but it's fine. She gets a spear right through the fucking eye. Great fucking shot. Love that kill. So she's dead. Good times. Bye, Vera. Bye, Vera. Sorry. And then Jason sneaks into the house, continuing on his killing spree, because Debbie and Andy are having sex, and that is a no-no in the Friday the 13th series. So she goes Mm -hmm. for a shower after that, gets surprised by Andy on his hands, which is, you know, whatever. He's like, do you want a beer? No, I don't want a beer. And then he sneaks up on, J- or not Jason, Jason sneaks up on Andy, murders him with a machete to the dick while he's doing a handstand. Great kill. And then Debbie leaves the shower, trying to find Andy, searches for him, but to no avail. She goes back to the hammock in her room, which, what was with that? They didn't have beds in this place. They were fucking hammocks. I don't even know how they had sex in a hammock. That doesn't make sense. Just saying. Well, she explained it. <laughs> I love how he's like, so how do we do this? And she's like, well, you can get on top, or I can get on top. And he's like, I know how to have sex God, <laughs> how do we do it in the hammock? <laughs> so so uh, she's sitting there. I think she's reading a Fangoria. I'm pretty sure. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, she, it's so funny because blood starts dripping down and she literally utters a phrase. Where's this coming from? I don't know. Look up. <laughs> Maybe it's coming from the ceiling. And Andy's up there in traditional Friday the 13th style. You know, Jason likes to display his victims for people
1: to come across. Mm-hmm. What was that? That <laughs> was my dog sorry he has an attitude which one was the german shepherd i think he was yawning
0: oh hi buddy (laughs) he's like you're not paying attention to me god
1: i know (laughs) Um, so uh she sees
0: andy but she doesn't even have time to really react because she gets a machete like through the bottom of her back through her chest which again another solid kill um and then
1: kevin bacon from number one
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very reminiscent of the the first movie. And then again, another traditional Friday the 13th thing. Jason somehow manages to find the power box and uh, tampers with it. And then Chuck goes down there to fix it. Jason approaches him from behind, throws him into the electrical panel, electrocuting him to death. And then at the same time, Shelley, who is still somehow alive, stumbles into the cabin. Where Chili's like, okay, joke's over, not funny, but he's actually like dying this time. So that's what you get when you fuck around. People don't believe you. You cried wolf so many times. Now you actually need help. It's too late. So. Sorry, Ch- Shelly. Yeah, sorry, Shelly. So uh, she's quickly attacked by Jason, who shoves a hot fire poker like through her stomach. Another solid kill. And uh, I, while, while all this is going on, Chris and Rick have been walking through the forest. They return to find the place empty. They, tr- they split up. Terrible move. You don't do that in horror movies. Rick is outside, who gets attacked by Jason, crushing his head to death, and then his eye pops out. And then that's it. We only have Chrissy left at this point, well, until Ali comes out of nowhere. Yeah, for <laughs> um, a second. For a second, but um, so Chrissy finds the the corpse of Loco, which is the other biker gang, and then Jason just yeets Rick through the fucking window, like throws him in there. And then a climactic chase ensues where she's throwing books at him, stabbing him in the leg. Um, I think she gets him with a knife at one point, bashes him with the fireplace log, yada, yada, yada. And then she tries to escape in the van, which I love how they didn't pull the traditional trope of the van not starting. It starts right up and she goes to get the fuck out of there. But she runs out of gas because of the bikers from earlier. So like that actually came back around to yeah, affect the thanks, st- bikers. Yeah, thanks, bikers. <laughs> I don't know why you needed gas because you were at the gas station, but whatever. But I love how they actually they're like, I was like, oh, yeah, they're not going to be able to go very far or she's not going to be able to go very far. And um, so she's forced to go back into the barn to hide because the bridge also starts to, like, collapse, too. So that's fun. Jason enters with a machete and uh, she's hiding in the rafters. Somehow she manages to subdue him and um, bash him in the head with a shovel. And then she gets a noose around his neck. And the thing that they were doing earlier with the hay where um, Rick was pulling up the hay, she pulls him up. But somehow he survives because he's Jason. Mm -hmm. And then this (laughs) this is when Ali comes out of nowhere and you're like, oh, here he comes to save the day. No, he gets his arm, he gets his hand chopped off, which was a great practical effect. He's just sitting there with blood gushing out of his hand. Super fun time. Oh, all my notes just disappeared. Oh, that's fun. Mm, Are you serious? It's not really that much le- left. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there's not much left. Um. So yeah, he <laughs> he dies, and then uh, Chrissy manages to get an axe or a machete or something into Jason's head, utterly or not utterly, but um, um, eventually leading to his demise. Or so we think. Because also with the story she told earlier, um, somehow she gets attacked in the woods by Jason, and she realizes that once she sees his face, which happens like right now, but. She just said she woke up and then like the next day in her bed. So I'm not sure what that was because usually Jason doesn't just like let you go. So yeah, I what, was kind of confused about her story too. That's my only problem with this movie. That's it. It would have five stars, but I was like, that doesn't really make any sense. Like, was it a vision or did it actually happen? Cause her parents don't believe that it happened either. So it's a very weird thing. Uh, yeah. but, but nonetheless, Jason's immobilized. She goes to the canoe to sleep. I don't know why you wouldn't go run for the cops, whatever. And then uh, Mrs. Voorhees, for some reason, decides to pop out of the lake, which makes no sense. I guess the other problem I have with this movie, because she doesn't know who that is, and she's never mentioned in the movie, so, you know, whatever. But it turns out that it was a, you know, that didn't happen, because she sees Jason, like, running towards her, and then Mrs. Voorhees pulls her in, and then she wakes up, and the cops take her away. So I guess that was a vision. So you're like, was the (laughs) whole thing a vision? But no, they pan down to Jason, who is clearly just on the floor, dead. Um, And that's your movie right there. Uh, so again, I don't know if she actually got attacked in the woods, Chrissy. And then if she was actually like, it's very weird. So like the ending is like kind of odd because you don't know if she actually experienced these things or, I mean, I mean, if I was a and they don't even fucking, they don't even get Jason in the end. It just goes down to him on the ground. Like they didn't canvas the area to like, make sure there was no one else. You know what I mean? (laughs) Isn't that not weird to you? Um, Because they just, they don't, they address it in the fourth one because all the cops come and they, you know, they get Jason, but like, that's how the fourth one starts. But yeah, they don't, like, did you guys not canvas the whole entire property and see the dead person with the mask
1: on? I mean, maybe they did and they were like, he's dead. This girl's alive. Let's take care of her first. (laughs) Smart move, guys. Fucking nailed it. Fucking nailed it. Nailed
0: it. So, yeah. um, Like I said, weird ending because you don't really know. I mean, it's not as weird as Friday the 13th 5, A New Beginning because that is the weirdest ending, I think. But um, yeah, I don't know. The ending is just very odd in this one. But all that aside, I do enjoy this one the most, like I said, like for reasons we've already mentioned. I'm not going to say them again. Uh, yeah. Overall thoughts on the movie, though. Just like, I mean, I guess we already did that. I don't know why I'm asking. I'm trying to stall for time here. It's great, but have you played the <laughs> video game? I have, and apparently it's going away this year.
1: Um, well, so the online play. Game, you can't buy it um if you ha- don't have it already but if you oh, have it already they're going to make it available for like the next year or something okay. yeah because the licensing there's a, is up there's a cutoff time of when you can like you can buy it right now i think but real soon you can't buy it so they have it like super cheap if you want it and then they're going to let you play it for a year before they take it offline oh, okay. but the reason why i ask is because i didn't realize how much of part three is in the game Higgins Haven is in the game. It's one of the levels. Oh, yeah. It's it's Haven. It's not Have. (laughs) Yeah. The characters that they have, most of them are from part three because you have, they don't, they're not the same names. And I'm wondering if it's like, because of like the copyright stuff, Yeah, but um, Jenny Myers in the game uh, is actually Chrissy. Oh shit. Okay. And then uh, you have the stoner guy is in the game. Um, I forgot his name. Shelly is in the game, but I think he's called something else. He's called um, he's
0: called Franklin. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> oh Austin. Um Fox is in the game. Oh shit. I, I mean which,
0: I, I played it a few times, but not enough to to recognize the, the... she
1: was a she was a later edition. So mm-hmm. like if you've played it a while ago, you may have played it before they added her. Cause I think she was like the second to the last edition. And okay. she's actually like a really good fighter. So I was like surprised and I was like, she dies real quick. Um <laughs> and who else is in the game i think that might be it but that's a lot of characters considering this is a game that's supposed to expand like yeah so many movies um but yeah and then like i said the the level is higgins haven there's there's that in there the fire poker jason you know uses that to kill people in the game uh so there's just a lot of connections from the game to the third movie which i think is kind of cool
0: yeah, and I, I know most people's favorite is like the usually when someone's like, "What's your favorite?" and I say Part Three, they're like, "Really? Like, yeah, it's the best one." <laughs> uh, everyone loves Final Chapter, and I'm not disputing that it's a good that it's a like a bad movie or anything. I I like the fourth one very much. It's something about like the third one. It's just I don't know. It's just my favorite. So, um, so yeah. Uh, let's see. There's no no mid or post credit scene. We do have a tagline, though. One, J- uh, join Jason in the woods, dot, 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 if you dare. Too many <gasps> dots. Oh, we have three. I'm so sorry. Meet Jason in a whole new dimension, the third dimension, and a new dimension in terror. So those are some pretty solid taglines. Trivia, I've got fun facts for you, which I, I think you're really going to hate the second one because of- uh, Is that about
1: Jenny?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that fact. Which- it's funny because, uh, yeah,
1: I would have loved to love that. Uh, what is it about her that you didn't like? I don't know. I just didn't like her character. That's I mean, fair. it's not like her. It's not like I'm going to, like, you know, protest every movie she's come out in, but. Um, just her character in the movie?
0: Yeah. Okay. It's like, whatever.
1: Get over yourself. Uh,
0: so, trivia this was the first of the Friday the 13th films to so use the iconic hockey mask, which has been in every sequel since. And uh, I have more fun facts on that as well. Uh, the original plan for the film involved Ginny Amy Steele from the previous film being confined to a psychiatric hospital, suffering from the trauma inflicted on her during the whole ordeal with Jason. She eventually finds that intent, or sorry, she eventually finds that intent on revenge. He has tracked her down and he begins to murder the staff and other patients at the hospital. Steele ultimately declined the role um or sorry she Steele ultimately declined the offer to return to the series as she was busy with other projects but has said since that she thinks it would have been a fun time that would have been a completely different movie that would have
1: been like halloween 2 taking place at a yeah site. yeah it, that doesn't make sense because jason's never left like he protects the lake right he doesn't he doesn't leave yeah i don't think he would hold a grudge he just kills whoever's there the only time he's ever left is to go to haddonfield but i mean not haddonfield was to go to <laughs> elm street but that wasn't that was Freddie controlling him. Yeah, that was, it was in, a little different. Yeah, so it had a reason. Uh, Martin J. Sadoff, off? Uh, the film's 3D effects
0: supervisor, is responsible for coming up with Jason's trademark hockey mask. Sadoff always kept a bag with him full of hockey gear on set because he was an avid hockey fan. Okay, while testing potential masks to use for Jason, he pulled out a Detroit Red Wings goalie mask for the test. Uh, uh, Director Steve Miner loved the look And after making some modifications to the mask Decided to use it in the film So there you go That's why he has a hockey mask Um, Although it appears sunny and warm The film was shot during January slash February In winter Several night scenes were trimmed In order to conceal the actor's visible breath uh, Appearing on screen Uh, Director cameo Steve Miner is the TV newscaster Uh, Some goofs here. Jason has no wound in his shoulder, despite being stabbed very deeply with the machete at the end of Friday the 13th Part 2, which took place the day before. (laughs) Um, At around 25 minutes, when Chris is getting her bag out of the van and Shelly surprises her, you can see Rick waiting in the driver's side rearview mirror, waiting for Chris to scream, which is his cue to enter the frame. Hilarious. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um... At the end of the movie, Chris hallucinates being attacked by Jason's uh, decomposing mother who looks like she did at the end of part two and is wearing her old ragged sweater. Yet Chris has never heard about Mrs. Voorhees, let alone what she looks like. So it makes no sense. And then when Chris and her friends stop at Vera's house to pick her up, she comes outside with no suitcases or bags. Yet she is able to change her clothes throughout the movie. Rated 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. 2.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Has a 7% on the tomato meter, which is fucking, I find that violently offensive. Yeah, And then a 42% audience score. Um, I gave this four and a half out of five. You gave it. I just gave it four. Four. So mm-hmm. that is f- of, of the first movie of summer that is Frightmare certified. Slap! Huh? <laughs> Mikey! What? Mickey. I'm sorry. I thought that's what you told me to do. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> similar <laughs> movies according to Letterbox, we have, can you imagine, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, Friday no. the 13th part two. Oh, yeah. Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Mm. Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. And Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. Oh. Similar movies according to IMDb. Friday the 13th, 2009. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Madman, House of Wax, Halloween Resurrection, which I find, again, offensive. And The Burning. Um, Totally forgot to do, because we haven't done them in so long. We didn't do them at all during Pride Month. Totally forgot to do. Fo- uh, oh,
1: the funny comments. Are totally confused. forgot to do that. That's fine, though. I'm not worried about it. Here's my review. Oh, okay. Stick it in my, nevermind. Um, I, it's going to be too vulgar. I, there's some lines I shouldn't cross on your podcast. It's not my podcast. It's your podcast. So
0: as long as you're not saying anything offensive to like, just say it. I can cut it out. If I don't,
1: if it, if it, if it offends me, I was just going to say, fold it in an envelope and stick it in my vagina, but I don't have a vagina. So (laughs) it might offend people who take offense to me with the idea of having a vagina. Oh my goodness.
0: Mikey here, causing, causing waves. It's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I'm a mover and shaker.
0: <laughs> well, Mr. Mover and Shaker, where can everyone hear the sultry sound of your voice on Slasher's podcast? You I just listen. I just said that. Where can they yeah. find it? Where can they find it? I'm stupid. Don't listen to me. Where can they find it? You're not
1: stupid. <laughs> just... You eventually get there. I, I get there. Um, you can find me and listen to me on Slashers Podcast, wherever fine podcasts are available. If you want to see my reviews on movies and my ratings of things, you can find me at Mikey and the T Rex on Letterboxd. Oh. You can also find me on Instagram at Horror and a Half Shell. It's a gale time. I think that's it.
0: That's it. I don't have to ask you anything else. You just nailed it. Um, Find us on Facebook. We are now Frightmares Podcast on Facebook. I figured I should just change the name to that because I guarantee all the people that follow and like the page might not even know we have a podcast. So now that's in the name, there you go. Hmm. So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Slasher app at Frightmares Podcast. I changed my name on TikTok from Silver Shamrock to Frightmares Podcast in hopes of reaching more people our email is stay spooky at outlook.com you can also follow me personally on Letterbox at dr proctor that's right i'm an md but not really i I don't have i don't have formal training
1: oh i thought you said imdb i was like you don't have an imdb no
0: i am i am an md no i don't have formal imdb i don't have no phd so that wraps it up for friday the 13th part three part one of our summer slasher or savage i don't
1: know what it's called yet i still have to workshop that Summer of slasher savagery. There we go. Uh, (laughs) Unless you're not doing slashers, then never mind. Well, next week's not a slasher, but
0: (laughs) it is pretty savage in nature. Me, Aid, and Jason from the Slasher's podcast will be doing an Ari Aster film. He's only done two. Well, three. So you figure it out. Until then, stay tuned and stay spooky.
1: Bye. Bye.